Good morning. And a powerful video. Um, I do happy Memorial Day weekend. I hope that um, Monday is not just a day off for us, but that we do um, remember um, those that have paid the ultimate sacrifice that we might have the freedoms that we have. And so we do um, remember them. We do think about their families and the, the sacrifice that they have given. And so let's not forget. Um, my name is Eric Van Zee. I'm one of the pastors here at Green Tree and just wanted to welcome you. Uh, this morning, and uh, we uh, it's student ministry led Sunday, so you notice we had more students up around greeting you and um, singing and playing, and so um, we're just thankful for them and just the opportunity to to come and lead us in worshiping God. So, if you see them around, say thank you. But um, it was a lot of fun for them to be able to do this, and it's a privilege for us to take part in that. Um, also, we, um, we're going to be praying for our seniors um, at this next service, um, so um, we, there's a few of them right there, and so um, we just wanted to uh, congratulate them on graduating and also just to continue to pray for them, so the second service, will them and um, their families and, and I will be praying for them and just as they enter a new season of their life. Also, um, <clears throat> I had one other thing, what was it? Oh! I knew it. It's the uh, attendance pads. We yeah, every Sunday. How do you forget that? So uh, they're brown pads that we just um, we fill out your attendance with us. Thank you if you don't mind uh, filling that out. If you have a question for the staff, um, most of the time we get back to you really quick. If it's you know other than student ministry, um, <clears throat> but if you wouldn't mind att- marking your attendance with us, um, that would be awesome. Earlier this year, um, I started reading some World War II stories. I don't know if you've done that, but they are pretty powerful. Um, and they, they tend to put a little bit of uh, things into perspective um, today as you read them. Um, one of the stories that I was reading was about um, someone who was on a life raft for 47 days in the middle of the South Pacific Ocean. Um, that's exactly how long, you guys know who it is? Louis Zamperini, how long he and... Um, um, a couple of his other guys were, were on the raft um, there and, and after they got, after their plane went down. And he went through a, a terrible ordeal. Um, after being um, in the life draft with no food, no water, very little. Um, and then, and then the, you know, the, the sharks were attacking them. Uh, enemy aircraft was, was attacking them. Um, they, finally, they finally were rescued. Uh, rescued by they, they, they were rescued by the Japanese army, um, and then he was put into a prison camp for another two years, um, two years of, of daily um, torture and, and, and struggle and, and battles and I read, the, I read the book and I saw the movie, and throughout it i 'm just going, how are you going you know how are, you, how are you making it? This guy was an Olympic athlete, um, he was on the Olympi- u s Olympic team runner. And yet, the kinds of torture and the kind of face, the kind of things he faced, it was just, it was just unbelievable. And um, you just kind of, I kept wondering, when are your sufferings going to stop? This morning, um, we may not have the kind of extraordinary struggles that that Louis had, but we all have struggles and very real struggles uh, that we are all walking through. We are all walking through different burdens that we carry. Um, most of us probably don't realize the long list of burdens that the person sitting next to you, you could look at them, right? The person sitting next to you is carrying. We all have them. 
but we tend to come to church and well, we, it's just normal. We come to church and hello, how you doing? And everything's great, kind of, you know, but it's, it's, it's hard to kind of get down to all those kind of things that are below the surface of the struggles that, that we have. And so we just kind of pretend and we kind of move on and we kind of just, we deal with it. As a pastor, I've had the privilege to walk alongside people and get to hear about some of those internal battles, right? Some of those internal struggles or the things that people are facing. And they're, they're very real. Um, if it's from students just trying to figure out maybe where to go to college, um, it could be people struggling with infertility. Um, I don't know, house and car repairs. I've had a couple of those recently. Um, maybe just even just trying to pay the bills. It's just, it can be a struggle. Um, there's a lot of addictions that are going on. Uh, you guys know from even here in Kirkwood, there's, there's drug addiction, there's alcohol addiction, uh, and, there's, and it's, it's prevalent. Uh, there's, there's a lot of health struggles, your own health or maybe um, caring for your parents or your kids. There's just, there's just health struggles, which can just be overwhelming at times. There's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of loneliness I don't know, maybe if it's like our house, just a pile of laundry uh, can, yeah, no, okay, it's our house, but we, we have a lot of laundry. I don't know how we have so many, I mean, we have three kids, I know it's a lot, but you know, it's a lot of laundry. Uh, even now that the summer's over, now what are we going to do? Kids are home, woo, right? So, um, <laughs> yeah, woo. Um, now, now what are we going to do? <laughs> there are kids, yeah. Um, but uh, we might be at that point of just, are you at that point of just maybe sometimes just trying to survive? Um, the month of May for, for me was crazy. It's just crazy fast, crazy busy, just, just a lot. I don't know if that was your experience, but this May just had a lot in it, and May can be crazy. And, uh, and at some point, we just say, mercy, right? Lord, have mercy. And do you know what? He does. The Lord has mercy. So the sermon in a sentence this morning is, for us to be truly merciful to others, we must first embrace and experience God's mercy ourselves. Um, I think you probably know we've been in a series of the weightier matters. Um, the last few Sundays with Pastor Corbett talking about mercy to all, and last week Pastor Tom talking about mercy to you, kind of our neighbor. Uh, this, so we started wide. Um, and start, last week was our neighbor, and this morning is mercy, mercy me. And so I was talking to mercy for us this morning. If you want to, if, if you children want to figure out, you can count how many times I say mercy because it's going to be a lot, but if you, if you want something to do. But this morning we're going to look at um, Lamentations, and uh, it's a book of the Bible that we tend to ignore, but I think it's super helpful um, in a day when we tend to skip over lament. You know, skip over grieving, skip over looking at the things that the way that they really are and in the hardness of life. And instead, we try to, like I said, pretend our way through it. Often we don't bring our struggles to, to God, like where it belongs, or to, to one another, where we also, um, he encourages us to do it. So if you wouldn't mind opening your Bibles to Lamentations 3, um, starting in verse 19, uh, you can follow along in your um, in your bulletin as well. Remember my affliction and my wanderings, the wormwood and the gall. And uh, wormwood and gall is like talking about um, bitterness. It's a bitter plant. It's talking about suffering. It's, it's a representation of that. My soul continues, continually remembers it and is bowed down within me. Do you feel like that? But this I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. 
The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I will hope in him. The Lord is good to those who wait for him, to the soul who seeks him. It is good that one should wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your faithfulness. God, you are good and you are merciful. Help us to see that this morning. In your name we pray. Amen. So because God is so merciful, right, um, let's embrace his mercy. And how do we do that? We do that um, in three ways. By remembering his mercies, by running to his mercies, and by resting in his mercies. And yes, those are three R's. You can remember those. Remembering his mercies, running to his mercies, and resting in them. So I'm going to start with um, let's uh, remember his mercy. Um, we tend to remember our suffering pretty easy, right? Like the scripture says right here, um, we, it's right before us. Remember my affliction and my wandering, the wormwood and the gall. My soul continually remembers it. It's not too hard for us to forget that. That's before us. But this is what he says. But this I call to mind, right? He calls it to mind. And therefore I have hope. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases and his mercies never come to an end. The writer of Lamentations was probably the prophet Jeremiah, and he remembers his, afflic- his affliction, his problems and sufferings, right? Jeremiah was, preached for 40 years. It's a long time. Um, but without success or fruit. So he kept, continued to give his message, and nobody listened. Jeremiah lived in the final days of the crumbling of the nation of Israel, and he was the last prophet that God sent to preach to the southern kingdom. No one would listen, and he became very discouraged. He was, he was lonely. And this, but at some point, this uh, weeping prophet, as he's called, he called to mind. He called to mind the love of the Father, the steadfast love of the Lord. So what does it mean to call to mind? I mean, it, just, it, re- it means to what? To, to remember, right? For us to remember. Um, I need to pause right here and just, and just ask, can you remember the steadfast love of the Lord. Can you remember it? Do you know the steadfast love of the Lord? If you don't, do you know that God offers it freely? Right? We know this. Um, if you're feeling hopeless right now, that's, that's where it starts. The first place it starts is, is with Jesus. We talk about a relationship with Jesus a lot. Um, Pastor Tom talks about, about that often, right? It's the gospel. And God gives um, a relationship with his son, with him, freely, right? Um, And without a relationship with Jesus, there's really no hope of mercy. Jesus offers life and gives mercies to all who would receive it, and it's for free. Have you ever played that game? I think it was a long time ago. They think they quit doing it. It's probably called bullying now. But um, the the game of um, mercy, right? (laughs) Where you squeeze each other's hands, and then you squeeze, you push down until somebody screams out, Mercy! Right? I don't see kids playing that anymore. But when I was a kid, we did it. When I was younger, I hated it. It hurt. As I got older, it was like, <laughs> yeah, this is fun. And then with my brother, it was like, he'd be like, mercy, mercy. I'm like, mm-hmm. You know, just keep on. And you're supposed to let go when they say mercy. Um, I'm not sure if that's the, the, the picture of mercy that God gives. It's, you know what I mean? It's like, it's not exactly what it is. It's probably more like um, uh, Ephesians 2, 8, and 9, right? For by grace you have been saved 
through faith, and it is a gift, right? So it's a free gift. So it'd be more like, it'd be more like this. It'd be more like $20, right? For anybody, it's a free gift for anybody that would have it. Anybody? Right now, why why does everybody just kind of sit there for a minute? Yeah, you should have gotten that. You were you're so close. We sit in our chairs because it's like, yeah, what's he got? Mm-hmm. Right? It's it's like because we're we're set all kinds. Of, anytime you hear something free, it's like, yeah, but what's the catch? You know what? Yeah, I need that after service. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that how it goes, though? I mean, that's how it goes. But that's not the way it is with God. It's really a free gift, and you get to keep it. And it's all it is is that for you to what? To receive it. And it's so much better than 20 bucks. I mean, her smile is pretty big. 20 bucks. Woo! And it's just 20 bucks. We're talking about a relationship with Jesus forever. Right? And so um, for us to know him, that's the start of that hope. For you to receive him and, and, and really to embrace the mercy of God. For you to be able to remember it, you must first have it. So the reason I stopped and paused on that is for us to remember it, you need to have it. For you to have it, that's how it works. It's a free gift that you would receive. If you're already a Christian, this passage encourages us to call to mind, which is to remember, to remind ourselves of the gospel daily. While we were yet sinners, what? Christ died for us. He met us in our mess. He met us in the time of need. He met us in the time of wormwood and gall. I don't know, bitterness and suffering, right? He met us, though, in that time. I, I titled this sermon, When Mercy Meets Your Mess. Um, I, star, I stole it or borrowed it from um, Vicki Courtney's book. I do recommend it, so if you do search that, it is a good book. Um, it's pretty powerful. But this title captures, I think, what this passage is talking about, and that we are all broken, that we are living in, uh, in, you know, in some kind of mess, and that, um, that we try to, um, try to pretend and put the best spin on life as we can. But in the end, to some degree, we all will have to suffer, even to the point of death, unless Jesus comes back before, and, and that's good. We hope he does. But if not, we all do. The gospel as described by Jack Miller, you may have heard this quote, but cheer up, you're a worse sinner than you ever dared imagine. Right? Like, wait a minute, what? Cheer up. You're a worse sinner than you ever dared imagine. That's the mess part. And that's true. We really are. Like, and he also says the other second half of that, which is probably equally or more important, you're more loved than you ever dared hope. You're more loved than you ever dared hope. We're all a mess. I'm a mess. I can be selfish with my time. I can worry, or I do, worry about the future. I talk unkind words to my family, to my friends, to my coworkers. Um, last week, I may have cheated at paintball. <laughs> we were playing paintball, and there was one time I got hit, and I, I, I thought it was splatter. Maybe I got hit. I don't know, but I didn't want to leave, and so it was kind of... But anyway, I just wanted to stay in. <laughs> There's people here. Dan McGinnis is in here. Oh, well. Um, it wasn't when you hit me. Um, we all need Jesus. I need Jesus, right? Oh, there you are, Dan. He's smiling big. Yeah, he, he, oh, shoot. Um, I haven't confessed yet. But we have uh, but we all been given uh, grace by God and been given his mercy. And as a Christian, it's critically important that we remember our salvation, to call it to mind. It just doesn't happen. It's kind of, it's a discipline. It's a practice to bring it to mind, to call it to mind, to remember the great salvation that he's given us. 
So let's remember um, how God has continued to be faithful to us and how he's been merciful to us. A quick question, though, but, but what is mercy? Uh, just in studying this, right, I was looking at mercy and thought I had it down just because we talk about mercy a lot. Um, but I, I grew in my understanding of what mercy actually is. It's one of, the, one of the places I read said, Mercy is one of the most essential qualities of God. Specifically, it designates that quality in God by which he faithfully keeps his promises and maintains his covenant relationship with his chosen people. I know, okay, a lot of words. But he promises to maintain his covenant relationship with us despite our unworthiness and unfaithfulness. All right, so we're unfaithful and unworthy, and yet he maintains that relationship with us. I really like mercy. I've grown in my love of mercy and what that means. The Bible Dictionary puts it like this. The biblical meaning of mercy is exceedingly rich and complicated. I think that's what I found. I was just like, I got it. And then I read more. I was like, no, it's kind of complicated. It's, it's a little more complex. Um, because there's several Hebrew and Greek words that are needed to comprehend the many-sided concept. Consequently, there are many synonyms employed in the, in the translation to express the dimensions of the meaning involved. Okay, So you have things like kindness, loving kindness, goodness, grace, favor, compassion, pity. Right? It's, it's all those. It's all the above. And yet, it's also probably what you've heard. It's not getting what we deserve. Right? God's mercy is so sweet. And I want you to know it. So if you don't know Jesus, um, today may the, be the day of real hope, if you don't know him. Um, we have a prayer team that meets up here every Sunday. would love to pray with you. I would love to talk to you about it. There really is hope in understanding his mercy and knowing it. And if you are a believer, this morning we can call to mind his mercies. You may have to, um, God doesn't promise to take away all of our problems or our suffering, Right? That's not, that's not this message. It, just, it just doesn't all go away. But he does promise uh, to, to love us with a rock-solid, steadfast love. He promises to have mercy on you. So remember God's goodness to you. Remember when God was kind to you, to your family. Remember when God took pity on us. You might need to reread a journal. I don't know if you journal. You may need to go back and reread it. You may need to gather some friends and, and recount the ways that God has been merciful to, to you. If you're at a point where it's like, I, just, I, it, I, can't even, I can't even see that, we can go to Scripture and see how God has been merciful to his people and continues to be merciful to his people and that he will be faithful in that. Just outside those windows, we see a stack of rocks. And representing how God has been merciful to Green Tree. It's there for us to remember. For us, to, as we drive in, we drive out. Um, I think the sign is covering it up right now for VBS. But, but the, for us to remember what God, how God has been good to us. And the same way that he's been good to the Israelites as they crossed the Jordan River. So let's pray that God would bring those to mind, right, for us. Because God's faithful, we don't need to just remember God's mercy, but we also need to run to his mercy and run in them. Lamentation said, the Lord is my portion. His mercies are new, you know, every morning. Do you ever feel like you can't go on? Like, I've had enough, I'm done. That may have been this morning, may have been last night as you're trying to go to sleep. Hebrews 4, 16 says, let us 
then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace in the time of need. God invites us into his throne room in the time of need for mercy, for grace. Uh, Kind of the question is, well, how do we do this? How do we run to his mercy? And I feel like there's a few things that trip us up. There's a few things that prevent us from from getting there. And there's quite a few, but I'm just, I have, I have three. One of them is to, um, we're free to stop self-loathing. Any of y'all do that? Self-condemning? Um, Romans 8.1 is one of my favorite verses in the Bible. For now there is no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. How often do you, do I, would we beat ourselves up for bad decisions um, that we made recently or things I should be doing or things I didn't do? Um, I, I have a lot of those voices that go on inside my head. Um, one that says that I'm not good enough, that I don't measure up, right? Um, in my house, uh, we have a few things that, um, that we do. One of them is that when we hear our kids talking um, not so nice to themselves, like, I'm stupid or I'm dumb or, you know, whatever. Just they, we make them apologize to themselves out loud, you know. <laughs> it's kind of awkward, you know, for them. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, you know, but, but, <laughs> but it's needed, you know. Um, they start doing that, and um, it's, it's not good. And um, if God no longer condemns you, right, then why are we condemning ourselves? Um, and let's run to his mercy. I can run instead, running to his mercy. I can run to Facebook or Instagram and see all the ways that my life is not that great or not measuring up or um, any of those things. I don't know if you guys do that as well. But um, I can spend a lot of time condemning when God says, I don't condemn you. Why do you condemn yourself? I mean, what would it be like to, to see ourselves as God sees us? You know, he sees you as beloved. He sees you as forgiven. And we are free to stop that, that part of it where it's self-loathing um, and condemning ourselves when God says you are free. The other thing that we're free to do is to, to stop keeping secrets. Um, the Bible says, confess your sins to one another. Are we doing that? <laughs> Not very much, right? Um, that's risky. Uh, but we need community. And if um, God no longer condemns us, then guess what? We're free to talk about our struggles, our temptations. Um, we tend to think that we're the only ones that have those stubborn sins. That's not true, right? You know that. Um, and I, I think it's, we, we don't want to do it because guess what? If, if somebody knew actually how bad I was, then they might not what, like me or, or something. Um, but the Christian community can be a pretty hard place to be free to share. And it really should be what? The exact opposite that we would be the most free to share about our struggles and about our sin. We can't lose the love of God. You can't lose that. And so we should be set free to be open about who we are. And it's pretty healthy to do it. I've actually seen it time and time again in small group. We call it Roots for um, middle school and high school. And when you have a student that shares about a struggle or uh, a sin that they struggle with, um, somebody else in the group will say, what? Me too, right? You seen that happen in your group? You know, they say me too, or they'll share another. They'll share one of their struggles, and and then somebody else will share one of their struggles. And guess what? Now we're what? We're running to God's mercy. We're running in God's mercy, and now we are free to to do that. And it's really healthy. And it's really a good thing to see. I once had a counselor tell me secrets keep a man sick. 
I don't know, I, I think there's some truth in it. And I've seen the health that it can bring to, to be open and to be honest um, in a safe place. I'm not going to just sit here and tell you all of, my, all of mine right now, sorry. <laughs> but there is a place and there is a time, so let's do it. The other, the other one, the last one that, that, that stops us or trips us up from running in God's grace is uh, that we're relying on our own strength. We're free to not do that. We're free to, because really our only hope is in God, is in, in his strength. And he's the one that we, that we need today. Uh, if you've seen, uh, you remember in the, the Israelites in the desert, right, with manna, and their portion is what they were given daily. The portion that, that God gave them is just what they needed. Um, and his, his, that portion was new the next morning and the next morning. And mercies here is plural. God gives mercy and then he what? He gives more mercy and then more mercy. Um, I experienced uh, God's portion um, personally uh, in, a, in a profound way in fe- February 2014. Um, I was laid off. And at that point, it was uh, fear, right? Fear comes in. Fear about, you know, where, where we're going to live. What's my, what am I going to do? What's, you know, what about my family? You know, all those things. The insecurities come in about, you know, who am I and, and do I have enough? And just those insecurities about um, what's coming next. You know, what about what expenses are we going to start to cut? Where's the medical insurance? Right? All these things just are coming in. And, uh, and yet, I can, um, God really revealed himself in a way that he said, Eric, I'm your portion. I, am, I have the mercies for you are, are new tomorrow. And I, I've got it. And I've got you. It was hard to trust him with my future. Um, I needed to learn to run to, or to learn to trust him to be able to run to him. It wasn't easy, but I did learn to run to him. And I, you know what I found? I found that God is faithful. He's faithful. It wasn't easy. I mean, there was a long season. It, was just, it wasn't easy. But I did learn that God is faithful in that. So for you, where do you need to, to learn to run to God in his mercy? It could be job-related. It could just be something internal, internal anxieties. It could be, I mean, there's a whole number of different reasons why, things that you're going on, going on with you, but to run to him, and I promise God is faithful. So not only can we remember his mercies and run in them, but we also can rest in them. And that may sound like a contradiction, right? Running, and then now I'm telling you rest, but I think both are true. We can not only run, but we can also rest in his mercies. And both are true from this passage when it says, um, his mercies never come to an end. They're infinite, right? They're eternal. The Lord is good to those who wait for him. So when can we do that? Well, there's two. We can, we can do that now and we can do that forever. And so um, do you have a, a hard time like resting right now? Uh, do you ever feel like life, right? Life just won't let you rest it just comes at you fast, you know, it just like keeps coming, keeps hitting you. Uh, I don't know if it's, if it's from, from kids or if it's, you know, trying to figure out grades, trying to figure out work, trying to figure, it's just, it can be crazy coworkers. In fact, I got a video of that, um, of course. Uh, it's not my video, it's uh, of Stephen. Um, he's, uh, he's our new, <laughs> since he's our newest <laughs> uh, student ministry staff member, I'd like to, um, to show you what happened at his last church. Um, and it was coworkers that found out that he has a startle um, he startles easily. And so um, they decided to 
keep getting that and then getting that on film. I think I would, I think I would startle if I got yelled at like this, but um, it is kind of fun. And um, Green Tree will do a better video later, but I don't have it done yet. But you watch this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like that. I don't know. <laughs> I had to find a way to get it in my sermon. Um, <laughs> now that you're back awake, I don't know what it is for you. If you're getting yelled at by a coworker, got to get it right. Um, or, um, but what's coming at you that, that makes it so it's impossible to rest? I don't know how he would. Stephen gets very focused. It's, it's pretty cool. I mean, he really is focused. And you just can walk up to him and just ask him for something. He's like, yeah, because he's way in. But, um, but God says we can rest now. Um, his mercy is for me today and it's for you. Um, when you put your head on the pillow tonight, do you ever start to, you know, start to worry? Um, think about all the things that um, have gone wrong or all the things you have to do. Can't manage it all. God actually says, I've got it. Right? Go to sleep. I've got it. My mercies are new in the morning. The Lord is good to those who wait for him. Um, I'm not very good at waiting for anything, are you? you know, just let alone waiting on God. Um, he knows that, though, and he, again, he knows my lack of faith, and he, and, uh, and he still invites me, though, to rest. I tend to live, in my, um, to live my life thinking that God's mercies for me will dry up. You know what I mean? That they're going to go away. That, um, that he, might, he might stop. You know, I'd be the guy that's gathering manna and getting it for the whole week, right? You know, I'm, I am. Like, I, I, and it just, yeah, turn to worms or whatever. You know, but it's, I, I think they're going to dry up. I don't know what, why that is. I mean, it's kind of crazy, right? I mean, why is God's mercy going to dry up? Why are they going to go away? God is good all the time. All the time, God is good, and I just, I need to believe that. There's a friend of mine who works at New City Fellowship. Um, his name is Andrew Stern, um, and uh, I worked with him many, many years ago when I was in Tennessee, and coming up here and working in the, in the inner city of St. Louis was, um, was awesome, but it was really awesome working with him because he just goes into the hard things of life. He's in the middle of it. He's in the middle of the mess, and, uh, and, and he, any problem that Andrew came up against, he would say, more mercy. And, uh, and he worked with uh, immigrant families, and if they come in and didn't have housing, he would say, more mercy. If there was, um, our bus broke down going to the job site, he would say, more mercy. There was gunshots in the neighborhood, which there were. He just said, 
more mercy. And it was, he lived in, a, in just the chaos of life and yet was continually at rest. It just really impressed me. It was just one of those things that was just like, he knew where to turn. He was just like, more mercy, more mercy. And, um, his, and you know, he knew, he knew God's mercies now and could rest in them. And I think that we can too. But also we can rest in God's mercies forever. Um, I went through a period in my life when um, I was scared of dying. Um, I'm not sure if it was bad theology or some bad the- theology movie that I watched that, was, that scared me, but I just I was scared of dying. Um, over the years, I've come to rest in the fact that God is good, um, that God loves me, and that I can rest in his mercies forever. Because what? Heaven is real, and God is good, and, um, and we, can, we can rest in that. Psalm um, 23, um, you guys are probably familiar with that. I just like to read it. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. Don't we need that? He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. You know what? His mercies are, they're eternal. The mercy of God is from everlasting to everlasting upon those that fear him. In conclusion, uh, Louis Zamperini was eventually freed from prison camp. And he made it back to the United States. He um, got back into normal life, right? And um, he got married, had a daughter. Later he had a son. Um, But he continued to struggle with the memories of of war, which would be natural. And he also struggled just with with life, with with marriage and with work. He he turned to alcohol to to try and deaden that pain and try to forget. Um, And it got so bad that eventually his wife um, filed for divorce. And um, before they got divorced, um, his, his wife invited him, though, to a Billy Graham um, crusade uh, where he heard the gospel and he believed. And at that point, he saw God's faithfulness and he, he accepted him. And, um, and really, it was a, it was a huge transformation uh, for his life. And it was so all-encompassing that he actually later returned to Japan and preached and um, shared the good news of the gospel with Japanese who were now in jail for war crimes, right? He was sharing the gospel with them and saw many of them give their life to Jesus. His, his struggles didn't go away, right? But he learned, um, he, he started to, to remember God's mercies. He literally started to run in them. And, and at some point, he got to rest in them. His nightmares started to go away. He had a, a transformation in his life that he was at peace with God and resting in his mercies. God is faithful, and his mercies are new every morning. Great is his faithfulness to you and to me. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your mercy. I pray that you'd help us to embrace it. Help us to run in it. Help us to continue to remember it. In your name we pray. Amen.